Angels, demons, dragons, divine warfare, lightning. They're all there in today's scripture readings. These elements might not appear all that much out of place in something like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings or any number of other works of fantasy and adventure, but here they are. They're pretty spectacular. They're pretty far removed from our everyday human experience, most would think. I mean, most people would think, well, things like angels, demons, dragons, they're characters of myth and legend. They belong to the realm of fairy tales or Hollywood blockbusters. They're not the stuff of real life. But make no mistake, because even though today we get to hear these glimpses of an epic narrative, God's word points us to truth. It is no fairy tale. Today we get to hear an astounding story of how God delivers your victory over a terrifyingly real, present, and deadly force. All that force of evil that is seeking to take you out of the picture. You've got a target on your back. It's true. Same thing applies to all Christians. Because the devil and all of his allies, all those enemies of God, have their sights set on Christians. People who have been liberated from slavery to sin. Who have been claimed as children of God through those waters of holy baptism. Unseen forces are at work to try to win you back, to recapture you, to steal you away. Or at the very least, to make you feel their wrath. There's a battle that's going on, a battle for your immortal soul and for the souls of all those in the world around you, your neighbors, your friends, your family. And while that might sound like flowery language, something of an overstatement, it's about as simple as I can make it. The world is a battlefield. And here's the thing about our enemy. His attacks might go unseen. We might not notice them, but we certainly hear them. The devil has this whole arsenal of lies and accusations to throw against God's people. The early church had to endure all kinds of slander, accusations that were put against them to try to make Christians seem as odd, as enemies of the state. They would say, those Christians, they get together as cannibals. They eat someone's body and blood. They don't worship the true God of the emperor. Now, while the substance of those accusations might have changed over time, they're still very much there. The devil still throws them against the church of our day, saying things like, well, Christians, they're not loving. They're not inclusive. Any number of other things pointing them away, pointing the world around us away from the truth of why Christ brings us together. And today's scripture texts, they tell us more about what God does to defend his church against the assaults of the enemy. In that reading from the book of Revelation, John records his vision of heavenly warfare. There's a whole lot that's going on here. Might help to have a little bit of context. In the verses leading right up to this passage from Revelation 12, 
John sees a great sign of a woman about to give birth, clothed in divine raiment. And then a great dragon appears, waiting to devour the child as soon as he is born. But as soon as the child has been born, God gathers him up to his throne in heaven, and the woman is given a place of refuge in the wilderness. That child is Christ Jesus, born of Israel, God's chosen people. Jesus did what he intended to do. The devil could not stop him. And at his ascension, Jesus returned to be enthroned in heaven, kicking our accuser out once and for all. Jesus has won the victory. C.F.W. Walther, who was the first president of our church body, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, once eloquently described the nature of Jesus' victory over his accuser. Go ahead and listen to what Walther wrote. By sin, all people sold themselves to Satan, becoming servants and subjects of his kingdom. Therefore, when Christ wanted to redeem men and save them, he came as the true owner of all people's souls to conquer Satan, to destroy his kingdom, to remove his plunder from him, to free us from his dark power, and to lead us through the kingdom of grace into the kingdom of eternal glory. Christ did this mainly by his bloody death of atonement on the cross for all the sins of the world. By this, the head of the snake was totally crushed, and all people were completely redeemed. Jesus has won the victory, and he's won it for you. Jesus' victory is supreme. We hear that in that voice echoing throughout the heavens in our reading from Revelation 12. Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. This is the new reality. This is how it is. The devil, the accuser. Satan is just a title that means accuser. He has been unseated by the returning victor. His power in the heavenly realm has been broken by the power of Jesus' blood shed for us. Jesus has won the war. He has defeated sin, death, and the devil, and he has done it for you. The devil no longer has any power in the heavenly realm. So expelled from his place before God, where he was hurling accusations against humanity, the devil now directs his wrath against God's church here on earth. Along with his fellow fallen angels, those thrown down ones that we know as demons, the devil seeks to do whatever he can, whenever he can, with the time he has left. Now today, we remember and give thanks for the truth that God does not leave us alone in this battle against the unseen enemy. As Pastor Mian has mentioned, September 29th on the church calendar commemorates St. Michael and all angels. You see a depiction of St. Michael on the screen before you. Usually he's shown with that sword, representing his role as the commander of the armies of heaven, that authority against the forces of evil. And based on what we know about, about angels from the Bible, they're divine creatures, divinely serving as messengers. The Greek word for messenger is where we get our word angel. 
And throughout the scriptures, they come bearing God's active word. These aren't angels like you might see on the shelves at your local Hallmark store, and that's a good thing. They're intimidating. Whenever angels appear in scripture, that's usually a sign of something big is happening. God's word is breaking into the world, and people are usually scared. But they bring a message of God's authority and his peace. We hear of an archangel today, St. Michael. Now remember, saint just means holy one. So this great angel, this archangel, Michael, whose name means who is like God, has been given a special charge. We heard in Daniel 10 that he was charged with the special role as guardian of God's people Israel. But Michael's role carries over into our time into the new Israel, Christ's church. The church will be, protect, will be protected, will be cared for by God, by, will be defended so that she will not be destroyed no matter what assaults the devil and his fallen angels might hurl our way. The Lord has charged to set his angels to help to defend us as we journey through this life. Now, they can and do still attack us. They do still bring hurt and harm, even taking the lives of our brothers and sisters in Christ. But they cannot take away the victory that Jesus has won for you. Heaven and earth are connected. They're not two separate realities. In today's gospel reading, Jesus remarked that he was seeing Satan fall like lightning from the heavens as his disciples were going out casting out demons in the Lord's name. Heaven touches earth. It does so here in the church. Here we share that eternal peace that Jesus has made possible through his victory as his light shines into our world of darkness, of hurt, of chaos. Here we worship with angels and archangels along with all those who have gone before us in the faith, including the martyrs and those faithfully departed. Here, we come to the Lord's table to receive the great gift of the Lamb's body and blood broken and shed for us because it's his victory that saves us. The victory is Christ's. Saint Michael and all angels depend on him just as much as those 72 disciples did, just as much as we do. Because in Jesus, we have the greater blessing, greater even than his divine protection against those unseen forces that continue to wage war against the church on earth. We have eternal salvation they cannot touch. In baptism, you have been snatched up into the kingdom of God. More powerful than any target that might be on your back is the sign of the cross upon your head and upon your heart that was put on you as you were adopted into the family of God. Your name is written in heaven. You have life which cannot be snuffed out.
with St. Michael, with all the angels. Look to Christ for your hope. Trust that the God of creation and the victorious, resurrected, and reigning King will look after you. Take courage. That's what today is all about. It's not the angels, the demons, the dragons, the divine battles, the lightning that make this a day worth celebrating. It's Jesus and his victory for you. Amen.